great moment for Arsenal at the expense of Manchester United. What a turnaround at the Emirates. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Football Purist Podcast. Please help by subscribing and check out footballpurist.com. Welcome to another post-match edition of a purely Arsenal podcast. And I've got Neil Shaw with me. How are you doing, Neil? Yeah, not too bad, Jack. How are you? Thank you again for joining us after an absolutely epic encounter between Arsenal <laughs> 1, Bournemouth 0. Um, appreciate it. We'll tackle it. There is more to talk about than you think. Uh, we are going to be a lot more entertaining than that game. I've also got James Johnson. How are you doing, James? Well, I'm fine now, but you've you've put a lot of pressure on me and Neil to be entertaining now. So it, it, there's not to we just got to be more entertaining than that absolute dross that we saw, you know. So it's it's not it's not too much pressure. But I'll, um, I'll try my best. Yeah, mate, absolutely. So again, the, you know, the weekend's results. I mean, almost everything went our way, didn't it? We saw Spurs absolutely capitulate. Yes, they lost their goalkeeper. You know, don't wish that upon anyone. Um, but lost their goalkeeper, capitulated. Uh, you know, as much as I hate Liverpool, it was a good result for us, Leicester, wasn't it? Um, you know, and then results again today. You see United as well in the later game. They lose. Chelsea, you know, all right, they win. But, but all, you know, couldn't have been better for us. Couldn't be better laid out for us. Um, James, let's start with you. I just wanted to touch on a couple of things on the lineup, Unless you boys think otherwise... On the lineup, I'm guessing we don't really need to mention too much on Xhaka continuing to be put in there, just simply because I think we all kind of know, not to be redundant, you know what I mean? So I think we all know we, what our feelings are on, on Xhaka being positioned at the deep line midfielder. We're, we're not all convinced by that, but we all know it's kind of going to stay that way under Emery. And I guess we don't really need to mention too much on the removal of Ozil either but if you think there's something to tackle on it absolutely go ahead but um james i actually other than those two things i didn't mind the lineup to be honest you know knowing that mm. of course jacka was going to be put in the in the, that position i actually didn't mind it what were your thoughts on it um so obviously i keep doing these predicted lineups and i'm getting closer and closer now each time i think i think i only got two positions wrong this week um, but no, for me, um, it was pretty much what I expected. I mean, I thought that he might have gone for Joe Willock at the 10 instead of Sabios. But, uh, you know, Sabios played that number 10 role. And, um, you know, I've always said that he's not a number 10. He's more of a number eight for me. But however, we, you know, we've uh, we've got the three sort of mid- central midfielders that we play, which are either going to be the combination of Xhaka Torreya uh, or Xhaka Guendouzi and then vice versa with that. Um, so, no, but I was, overall, I was pretty much happy with that line up and, you know, looking at, looking at Bournemouth, um, I thought, you know, okay, they've got, they've got the two up front that are a threat, you know, Fraser's coming back from this injury and this long illness layoff, how much is he going to be a threat? He was on the bench. Okay, he come on second half and did okay. But, you know, I was more worried about um, Wilson and King and everything else like that. And, I, you know, it was pretty cagey and I thought we contained them quite well. And at the end of the day, we sort of resulted them to, to these long pot shots or these small glimpses. But, they, you know, their finishing was absolutely dreadful, thank God. And it was pretty much a safe and standard win, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it was. It, I felt the two halves were very different in terms of how we approached it, and, and maybe we can discuss that a little bit. Neil, do you think 
were you concerned or, you know, slightly upset with anyone not getting their chance from a really good performance in midweek? Obviously knowing that uh, some of the players were maybe still working their way back to full fitness. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought Tierney deserved a chance, whether it be for a full full uh, play out for 90 minutes or uh, part of the game. Obviously, I know um, he's weaning him in, I believe, very soon he'll appear, I think, as a regular in the first first senior team. Um, you can't not not choose him the way he's played so far. When we've seen him um, in, in, in the reserve, European or bit reserve games, um, I think he's in a fabulous signing. Absolutely incredible player. Uh, he showed it. He showed what he's all about. He showed what he could do. So I think Mightly disappointing was not seeing a little bit of him. Um, I'm I, I I loved Kolasinac when he came. I've kind of fallen out of favour with him now. For, from a personal point of view, I, I don't see him as the person to to carry that job through uh, long long term. Um, but I guess um, Emery doesn't want to um, blood Tierney too quickly into the the senior team. Uh, just wants to sort of like uh, wean him in. Um, carefully, so I kind of understand it, but I still would have liked to see him have uh, some some involvement in the game, especially the way um, for me the match unfolded. Uh, I'm starting to see another pattern here, uh, a little bit similar to last season, but 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 conversely with the halves. I don't know if you recall last season we were struggling to get going in the first half of the game, and and then we would kind of come back in the second half. Um, this season has been more of a um, game of two halves again. A lot of our, a lot of, of the matches we've been involved in, uh, when, when we talk about the senior team, and uh, we we seem to be playing probably a little bit better in the first half than the second. And uh, again, that that's the reason why I think if Tierney had come on, he may have added some impetus and drive and uh, intensity going forward and creating some more opportunities. Because let's face it, second half was dross. Was absolute. Uh, it was just. There was just. We weren't doing anything. We 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 started. I felt uh, quite quite intensely in the first half. We were we were you know um, pushing and pressing pressing the Bournemouth players. Didn't really give them a chance. Uh, they they were running out of ideas. In the second half, it was a complete opposite. But we, yeah, I guess we'll go on to talk about that. But Tierney for me was was probably the only disappointment. Yeah, I, I think he was the most likely to fit in, but he played, I think he played 90 minutes in midweek. He did. In my heart of hearts, I thought, you know, I, I, one of the credits I do give Emery is, you know, I I think he rotates relative, maybe a bit too much, but between the competitions, I think he rotates relatively well. Yeah, um, I yeah, always I thought it. he did okay last. And I get the feeling that maybe he's looking at everyone in that back line and thinking, all right, after the international break, um, clean slate, let's see what we do. So I think Tierney surely has a huge chance coming in in two weeks at, away at Sheffield United. I think I think he's got a huge chance. The other two, you know, Holding and Bellerin, maybe they're a little bit further off, you know, because mm. of the type of injury they had. But um, I agree with you. I was kind of hoping because we know how much better he is, don't we? In oh, that gosh. position, yeah. do you know what I mean? But um, I was I was really happy to see Chambers again at right back. You know, yeah. it's like Niles has dropped down the pecking order a little bit, doesn't it? Really, and, mm. and, and to be honest, I mean, there's a lot of people. He, he, he got his chance in midfield in midweek, and I thought he was he was okay, but he wasn't one of the standout players for me in, in, in midweek against Standard the Age. I thought, you know, I was much more impressed with Willock and and Nelson and. 
and, and these players coming from midfield. But Niles asked for that, didn't he? he, he I mean, he, he basically came out and kind of said he was done with right back before he was, you know, and then, mm. then it just happened to, you know, fall, fall into the position of uh, Chambers taking his place and it looks like he, he, he won't be playing at right back for too much longer. But we'll get back to that when we talk about the, um, the little bit on a midweek game. But um, James, can you explain, just before we touch on, 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 on the goal and the first half performance, can you explain the difference, like Neil mentioned, uh, you, you know, I feel like it's a little bit result dictating in terms of, you know, we go 1-0 up early, He's unwilling to really take full advantage. I don't know if I can remember a home game against, let's say, a non-top six side where we've really won comfortably under Unai Emery. I, I, I can't remember it off the top of my head. I'm sure there is one, but I can't remember it. It's all felt very sort of one goal in it, very, very close. Um, you know, I remember beating teams like Huddersfield 1-0 at home last season, all this kind of stuff. Um I don't remember it being, you know, where we, we where we won three or four, and and I think we should be doing that at times. With all due respect to teams, I know Bournemouth were eight in the eighth in the league before this game started, so I'm not. I know they're a good side, but um, can you explain to it, you know, the differences that we see um, when it's nil nil or even one nil up, where we just almost got a handbrake on? Yeah, um, it's 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 difficult because. You know, you don't really want to sound like a moaner and a whinger after everything that's happened this week and the fact that, you know, we're one point off the current champions, okay? Will we be one point off at the end? If we are, then, um, you know, I'll throw my hands up and go, well, I think we ain't done too bad. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it from the point of view of I'm looking at performances as well as the results. That's what I do, unfortunately. Um if that's a problem for people, I apologise. But uh, that's that's how I look at it. And it just sort of seems that it just pilters out nearly every game. And I mean, the first season, OK, I was like, look, he's got a free hit for me. Um, towards the end, like I've said, I've stated it many, many times. Uh, I think he was very lucky to keep his job after uh, the way he finished in the league and the way we capitulated in the final, considering he put all his eggs in one basket to win that final. Um, I thought he was very, very lucky to uh, you know, keep his job then. But uh, having gone through the summer and everything else and you know, some you know, investment come in and everything else, and it's like, OK, well, let's see what you can do with this new side then. And, you know, we're, we're, we're what, nine... We're coming up to nine league games in and, you know, we've got the cup games and everything else as well. And it just, it, it, it stems from what we've talked about the last couple of weeks. It's an over-reliance re on individual brilliance and, you know, like individual sort of, you know, magic and everything else to come through. And when that doesn't happen... It's just like, okay, well, what's your plan B, C, D, E, you know, it's what what else is there? I mean, if you look at it yesterday, uh, Bamiyang had 31 touches of the ball. Within them 31 touches, apart from in the first half where he sort of took one down and he levered it over the bar, no, not over the bar, sorry, just marginally wide, what else did he really contribute within them 31 touches? Yeah, you know, Nicholas hit the post Pe late on, didn't he? But I don't oh, know yes, sorry, yeah, apologies, yeah. Yeah, he was offside when he hit the post yeah. later on. Um, but Pepe, 33 touches of the ball. Okay, one assist from the corner, but, um, you know, in a penalty shout, 
uh, and he killed one over in the first half as well. But again, in them in them thirty three touches, what did he really do? I mean, thank God we got a goal. You know, we managed to take a corner that beats the first man. Well, there weren't really a man on David Luiz, really. It was an incredible leap and goal. I mean, the Brazilians, we had one midweek that made an incredible leap and scored. And we had one, we had one this weekend, thank God. But, you know, it's, we're not always going to be able to score from a set piece or anything. It just looks as though, like I keep saying, unless it's a Bamiang bailing us out or something else, it just... It doesn't look like anyone else has got the ability to really score a goal. Like you look at it and go, well, where are the goals going to come from? Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. And that's worrying. You know, like like you said, I, I agree. I thought Aubameyang was pretty poor um, today. Like that, not not mainly really well, down to him. Like you said, you go... Mainly a lack three. of service, yeah, really. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. There's no connection between midfield and, uh, and strikers. We're going to always have that disconnect, aren't we? And mm. we're relying on those players. That, that's where Lacazette under Emery is, is so vital because yeah. he's one of those players that he doesn't rely on service as much. He just go and mm. grab the ball. Do you know what I mean? He'll just go and grab the ball. He'll go he'll drop oh, himself deep the... midfield and he'll grab the ball. And we don't have anyone in the front for it. Saka Mark, Saka, Aubameyang, Pepe, they've all they all want to be on the shoulder for me. You know, they all want to they all want to drive forward. They're not necessarily people that want to drop in too much. Saka does a little bit in fairness to him. But um I agree with you. Without that individual brilliance, I'm 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 really concerned as well. Yeah. And, and you know, we were struggling to see it today. Well but, it's the whole playing the free centre mids really. If you okay, if you look at Danny Sabas, he was playing at ten, but he is nat- like I said, he is naturally a number eight, he's a central midfielder. And the problem is is that and I, I love Gwen Doozy, I absolutely love Gwen Doozy, but you've got two centre mids there in him and Shaka that really yeah, can't they, play together. Well, they really—it's—it's it's not just that, but they—they they both like to pass sideways. Really, yeah. I know Gwendozi does drive, and he will pop a lofted through ball in every now and then, same as Shaka will. But they—they they do tend to go sideways, sideways, and it's just like where's the impetus to push forward? And I mean, Sabios as well—he likes to drift in and do these, you know, turns and turns and turns, and then after a while, he turns too much, and it's like, well, now where are you going? Do you know what I mean? What mm. you and for me, if you if you're gonna if you're gonna play Gwendozi and Xhaka together, which which is the natural, that's the one that he's always gonna pick. And that number ten role, for me, there's only one person that can do that number ten role that you want and in in the current system, and that's Joe Willock. Yeah. You have to start Joe Willock for me. Well Van Persie kind of made that point, didn't he? I don't know if you saw him on um I think it was after the Villa game, to be honest. Um, it might have been after a different game, but I think it was after the Villa game. And he said what's really... It might have been after a away game. I can't remember. But it was, he said it was what's really weird about the way Emery sets up. It was after Old Trafford, sorry. And um, is um, is that he sets us up with, uh, with three flat midfielders a lot of the time away from home. Mm. And there's no runners. He said, so if no. you want to be a transitional team, which is pretty much what... I'm getting the feeling Emery wants to be. I see it a little bit even at home, but away from home, it's so clear that he really just wants to be a, tra- a counter-attacking team, but he can't really figure out how to do it. But and Van Persie made a really good... He was like, how can you do that without runners? He went, you've got no one that carries the ball forward. Yeah. And I'm like... And, and the only player we've got in the central midfield, like you just said, that fits that profile is Joe Willock. 
mm. right? Because no one else that we've got. So Bios isn't a runner. He's a very technical, um, you know, tick attacker kind of player. And like you said, Gwenduzi and, and, and Jacker are very sideways passing. You know, there's no driving forward too much. Gwenduzi does it later in games when the game gets a bit erratic. But generally speaking, you know, they're, they're playing balls from deep, aren't they? And 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 things like that. So that, that the only one that meets the profile. It is Willock and I find it like you I find it very very odd specifically mm. away from home but very odd that Willock isn't in that role but is is it more than that Neil is it just I mean James makes a good point I think we can look at personnel but are we just looking at a coach here that is we're going to have to get used to the fact that is because I, I want to back him I really I really want to back Emery I really really do but are we, are we just going to have to get used to the fact that no matter how much the personnel change this is a conservative coach that is never going to really release the handbrake to be allow us to be as free-flowing as creative as we want to be for whatever reason right he worries too much about the opposition to do so um, so are we just for the time being Neil have to get used to that fact and, and, and hope that, like James said, individuals um, can produce that brilliance um, when we do get the chance and not necessarily look at the overall game that we're playing. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'm a bit conflicted with, with um, how I feel about that because he seems to employ that certainly in the senior with the senior team, um, but he doesn't do it so much with the reserve team. I don't know, again, whether that's to do with the opposition or not, and how the opposition is setting out, because as, he, as you've always said, Jack, he looks at who we play more or more than maybe he does at how we set ourselves up. But, um, you know, the games we've seen um, in Europe and, and, and the League Cup, certainly, against Forest, um, is a completely different proposal for me. Complete opposite. We're very enterprising and direct and intense, and we're, we're putting the um, opposition under pressure from the off. Um with the senior teams, he seems to be I'm worried that, you know, uh, if, if we do that, we're going to get called out. Uh, that, that's, and, and he takes that soft, soft, softly, softly approach. And, um, and, it, and it gives this impression, as we saw yesterday, of a very dross, dull kind of game, which is um, very unlike Arsenal, um, especially at, at home. And so I think we have to, maybe you're right, Jack, we may need to accept that for now. Um, Funnily enough, the way things are panning out in the league, as you said at the top of the podcast, it seems to be working for us because all the other teams pretty much um, uh, like it was at the end of the tail end of last season where we were trying to get that fourth spot. Um, no one really wanted it um, until right at the very last gasp where we lost out. Um, and, and it seems to be that at the moment, you know, a lot of our rivals are, are, are going by the wayside as well. And, and not capitulating on, on other teams' results. They just seem to be failing here and there every other other week, and we're, 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 we're just not like getting by. And as it pans out, the facts of the matter are we are third, believe it or not, and um, we've only lost one game so far in all competitions this season. But it doesn't mean, I think I think I get, get what you guys are both saying, that it doesn't kind of um, hide the fact that we could come unstuck very soon if we carry on playing like this. Um, I think it is a combination of his tactics and the personnel. I still believe that if he tried the way he plays the senior team, but had a couple of more of the reserve players come in, especially our defensive players, 
we are going to get a bit more creativity and a bit more um, drive going forward. You know, we've got, we got the likes of Tierney. We've, and, 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 you know, they can do that when you have the confidence in the defenders. We've said this before. Um, if we have um, our holding come back and we have more more power and presence in the back, then you see, our, our, I believe that our midfield can link up a little bit better and drive forward feeling confident that they're, they're, they're not going to be susceptible at the back. The way it's working at the moment, that there's just there's, there's, a, there's so much discord, I believe. Um, I, I did see it yesterday. I'm not going to be as harsh as you two the first time. I thought yesterday, um, I thought we played with a bit more intensity at the beginning. We weren't really giving Bournemouth much, much, much space because we were pressing them and our off-the-ball movement was a lot better in the first yeah, half than it was It was was in the second half, you know, both from even Aubameyang was closing in on players and, and, and we, would, we were putting them under pressure and they were pretty clueless as to what to do. The second half was the complete opposite. Again, we saw the gaps between the three units. So we had the defence midfield and and the attacking lineup, and there were just massive gaps. And this was this enabled um, Bournemouth to, to come on us, and we just weren't closing them down. So I saw. I'm not going to be as harsh as 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 as, as you know maybe some other people are with the first half, but certainly the second half. What you guys said at the top of the podcast, you know, spoke volumes. Um, so I think it is a concern. I think we've got a. We, I think we've just got to bide our time, and maybe as you got, as you said, Jack, maybe after the international break, we will start unleashing some of these uh, uh, players that we want to see more often, and and let's see how that changes the dynamics of the team. Um, and I think with Jack, uh, uh, yeah, you're right. I think we're just going to be stuck with him. It's just one of those things. So the other two midfielders are going to have to be um, chosen around him. I just wish, I just wish it wasn't the case. Do you see that clip on? Um... Twitter of Xhaka intercepting the ball and Emery just going, this is Xhaka, this is perfect. Did you see that? Did yeah. You see that? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and it was just a basic sort of interception, do you know what I mean? And uh, I'm like, he's, he's you know, he, uh, I do feel he plays favourites. I never really felt it last year. No, I do feel he plays pa- fa- favourites quite quite a lot and, and, and there's no more than that in, in the centre of the park. But um, And we're, and, and we're going to start to see whether he's doing it as centre-back, I think, now especially as Bellerin starts to come back and Chambers is still available at centre-back and Holding's still available there. And, and you know, he's going to have some real sort of big questions to answer, I think. Um, touching on st- some of the positives, James, you obviously mentioned the goal. I thought it was, like you, a great goal. Pepe, yeah. I thought Pepe, I saw some signs, especially in the first 30 minutes, um, of Pepe just being a little bit more like he was against Burnley, a little bit better in possession, nothing crazy. You know, I think it's it, it's small things at the moment. His final product isn't quite there. He whipped a beautiful one just wide of the bar again, yeah. just wide of the post. But I felt his energy was better. I mm. felt his technical ability was better in terms of his re- ability to retain possession. Um, you know, it went hand in hand with us being probably you know, better performing in that 30, first 30 minutes and I felt he faded like the team did. But um, did, did you see that? Yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought he had a much, much better game. And when he got subbed, uh, I was talking to a few of my mates in a group that we've got and I looked at his face and everything and I think he just, he sort of looked dejected. Like he was like, well, I'm actually being quite a threat here and you've took me off. I think he yeah. was expecting to maybe have 70, maybe 75 minutes, not just an hour. And when he took, when he did take him off, I thought to myself, I went, oh, I thought it'd be Saka that he would have 
thrown, you know, I thought he would have thrown Saka off instead because it's, you know, it's easy to sort of take the 18-year-old off or 19, however old he is, and, you know, take the brunt that way instead of taking off Pepe. But, um, you know, it's... It's 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 getting there. It, it's a it's a slow burner. I understand that, and I know, I know people want more. You know, I always say, you know, return on the investment. But he got his assist. You know, he he done he done. You know, for me, it's the it's the results business. If you're getting a goal or an assist, you know, in a in a game, that's that's good enough for me. As long as we get the result as well at the end, which we did. And I mean, it, we like I said, we didn't really create much, and what we did create, we converted. So. You can't really moan about it, really. It, 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 it's it's getting there. It's getting there. And I mean, like, like we said, the service needs to improve and everything else. And, you know, I, I do agree, Neil, maybe we are being a bit too, you know, negative in how we speak and everything else like that. But it's it's just looking at it and going, will it sustain? That's all I keep saying is I, I don't believe personally it will sustain. And I know he's banking so much on Bellerin and Tierney to really save it and prove, you know, there's so many people that are going, look, he ain't had his first choice back four. He hasn't had his first choice back four. And when these come in, if these problems still arise, what's the excuse going to be then? No, I agree. Do, do, I agree. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What is, no, no. what, what, what is going to, what is the, you know, what are they going to say then if it's, if this still really, you know, comes to fruition I mean okay Bournemouth you know they are a good side I like Eddie Howe I like how they play I like that they've come up they've stayed up they've not abandoned the players that got them there they've kept these people in all the time they could have easily have just bought you know flashing more brilliant type of players but they've stuck to their guns and everything else but I mean you know we had 12 shots on goal and only two on target at home against Bournemouth it's, I, it's I, like come on I, I just, I just feel, James. Sorry, I, 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 I completely agree. Don't get me wrong. I think it, when, when the likes of Bellerin, Holding, Tierney come back and or, or start playing more often in the, in the senior team, and it's still not happening, I completely agree. Completely agree. But we've got to remember that if you think that Emery is going to employ a very counteractive style of play. Aren't those players completely vital for for that for that to happen? Um, mm-hmm. And and if it doesn't if it if it doesn't happen with those players, then yeah, I completely agree. Then it's not going to hold out. It absolutely isn't. I just think that we've been lucky a little bit. But let's let's look at the positives. Yeah. We are th- we are third by by doing what he's doing and with results going our way. We are actually third. We've only lost one game the whole mm-hmm. season. Yeah. And you know if these guys come back and he cha- and that changes the dynamic. And then it, this style of football actually starts working with flying colours and, 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 and all sorts of positivity, then I don't think anyone's got any excuse to, mo- to moan or groan. If it doesn't work and it goes to pot, then totally agree yeah. with you guys. Yeah, yeah. I think, sorry to interrupt. I think, I think my, right. my biggest worry about him is the away from, I don't know why I get like heart palpitations about away from home games in the Premier League under... This manager, you know, and, and for the latter part of Arsene Wenger, I'm not acting like it wasn't a problem, to be honest. But and, and that's where I'm looking at it, thinking, are we able to continue to grind out results away from home? And that's where I really worry. And Neil made a good question, actually, like the, the, the question about why do we play so free-flowing, you know, in these cup games, albeit against lesser opposition. And then the Premier League, we look, we look like we're really, you know, sort of taking a step back and not really taking the game full throttle. I think there's two factors there. I think one of the factors is he, he, he tends to go with, you know, um, sometimes players that 
a little bit more fearless, you know, and, and clearly, mm. you know, want to try to make it back into the first team. I and mean, we even spoke about, you know, players that are coming back and we're probably playing our best back four against Liège and all this kind of stuff. And another thing, I actually think Emery is quite good in cup competitions on one-off games. I actually yes. think he's quite good. He's a bit Rafa Benitez, isn't he? He's a bit Rafa Benitez. I think I said a couple of years ago about Rafa. Like he reminds me, he, 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 a rotation like he does never really works for the league. Rafa Benitez was a terrible Premier League coach. They should have won the league, Liverpool, under him, I think. And... Um, they never did, um, but but in the in in a one-off game or a two-legged game, he always was very very tactically astute. And in big games, especially home games, he was always very very sort of clever in the way he sort of set the team up. And and I think you know I have to compliment him with what you said, James. You know, I mean, taking Pepe off like that, even though today I thought Saka was probably could have could have come off. You know, he, he rested Saka completely in midweek and had Pepe come mm. on for 20, 25 mm. minutes. So that's the reason that he did it. But isn't that amazing that, that Saka, who was no way near the first team, and he got fully rested in midweek, you know, to be like, well, you, we're going to need you for 90 minutes on, on um, or close to on Sunday. And and that's where I've, I do give credit to Emery. You know, he's not, he is willing to, I, I feel it's only in certain positions, but he is willing to make quite big calls on um on, on certain positions and give those chances and I, yeah. I do have to give him credit i don't love the way he plays but i do have to give him credit for those things as well but um another thing i will say is is that and uh, i think um a lot of people have raised it as well and i apologize for any background noise i've got here i live in a residential area opposite some shops and i've got the hovis man going into the shops trying to do a three-point turn in the residential area so if you can hear all this bleeping and this <laughs> this car is reversing in the background i apologies for that um no for me it's it's the whole of the people that play in these cup games currently they're not first choice so they're more likely to take risks than what the team in the premier league are because they're like well he ain't going to drop me because I'm not being picked anyway. I mean, the other night, okay, I know maybe I'm jumping the gun a bit here and I apologise if I am. The other night, Mustafi played this absolutely brilliant Hollywood Wasn't ball. Wasn't it good? Wasn't before, it good? And it was unbelievable. But I'm like, if he did that in the league and it didn't come off, everyone on Twitter would be calling him every name under the sun, everything. But he's like, you know, I'm not first choice. I'll, I'll, ta I'll take the risk in a game like this. I'll play that. Mm. I'll play that long ball in a game like this, and it's just. I think. I think in these cup competitions, like you said at the moment, where they're not first choice and where they're not being picked, they're like, oh, do you know what? I've got a bit more room to express myself. I haven't really got that pressure. And in the league, okay, like I keep saying, there's that over resilience on people to do something, but there's also that cautious factor of, well, if I do something and it goes wrong, then I've lost my place. Like I'm not going <sighs> to be picked. And I mean. When when after the international break is finished, I will say this: if Callum Chambers is not in that team next to David Luiz, if he's not going to play holding, and he plays the old Paphos in Poros, which is Greek for passion merchant, thank you Rosetta Stone. Um, I will be I'll be livid because this guy, like we keep saying, has done absolutely nothing wrong. He made a goal line clearance yesterday. He was head and shoulders man of the match. And I mean, that really says everything, really, when you're right back's man of the match because of how much you shut the game out with how he played. James, can I just say quickly, uh, yeah. I, can, I agree with what you said. That's a really good point you made there. Um, psychologically, when you look at it, I think that's true. I think they're, mm. they're, they're under less pressure. But I'll have to say, I, I see that with players like Mustafi, who, yeah, that, that ball was incredible. That was, wow, that was... Yeah. Uh, 
reminded me of, um, I don't know if you were a bit too young, you two, but um, Glenn Hoddle used to play balls like that, really long balls, and Dennis Bergkamp uh, modelled himself on that as well, these really long balls and finding a player, you know, right the ball up, ball to feet. And it was magic, that ball was. Um, yeah. uh, really good, uh, which led to, led, to the, led to a goal, I think, didn't it? I yeah, think it, it did, led yeah. To a goal. yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, I agree. But when I look at players like Tierney, Martinelli, um, uh, Holding, uh, players like that, I think what we're seeing in the reserve team is what we're going to get. I, I don't think it's it's because they feel that they're under less pressure. I, I just think that these are this is the style of play we are going to get and this is the brilliance and the skill we're going to get. We're going to see Martinelli driving at, uh, at defenders. We're going to see Tini bombing up the wing uh, and laying those fantastic crosses in. I, I, I just think that this is this is this is the, the players that we've signed, and they're going to produce. So I kind of agree with it with some of the players, but maybe not all of them. Again, it just I think we're all it's all second guesses at the moment, and we're all like speaking with what we've seen so far. And that's all we can do. Um, I think let's just be patient and see what happens after the international break. Yeah, Neil, um, just touching on a few more positives from the first half before we, we, we sort of talk about the second a little bit. Um, Pepe assist for, for, for the goal. Um, he was very involved in the big moments in the first half, in fairness. You know, he, he had the assist and then on the 22nd minute or so, do you think he should have had a penalty? Yes. Without yeah. doubt. I think that, that was... A... Why do you think they didn't give it? Because they reviewed it. I have no idea. I, I just don't know. I, I kept looking at it to find all reason as to why they shouldn't give it, but he was just completely bundled over for me. He, he didn't appear to, for any second. I could be wrong. This is my opinion. But it didn't appear to me that he was looking for it or he was falling over before contact. To me, he was just bundled over. Maybe the ball had slightly gone already. I don't know. Maybe that was the only reason. But I, I, I'm no expert on these things, but I just couldn't understand how that penalty wasn't given. And as Jane was talking earlier, I don't know if that was before we came on there, how some of the penalties, the Liverpool one, for example, the Mane one, that was given, and yet the one against Pepe wasn't. This inconsistency is... Eight is, sets is, of is, eyes. Eight is, sets of yeah, eyes. Yeah, it, that not and, and you were right, James. And you were right, James. Sorry. Um, if you're not going to give it, then you've got to card Pepe for diving. Surely. Yeah, you have, yeah. Do you um, know what the issue is as well? Is This is where that those two incidents sum up if if people don't really understand the game of football, they're going to make those decisions based on the written letter. Because what they're doing is, for Mane, they're going, yeah, he did kick his leg, despite the fact that Mane was standing for about three seconds after it. Correct. It was barely a touch. And then Mane just decided, oh, let me just drop in a heap because the ball's gone. And they gave it. The weird thing with Pepe's one, again, it's just a lack of understanding of the actual game of football, is he got the ball. So what they're doing is they're looking at it and going, the defender got the ball, it can't be a foul. But there's two challenges in one. He gets the ball, to not to the defender's fault, it ricochets off Pepe. Pepe then goes for the ricochet and then he completely takes him out. There's two challenges in one and you have to evaluate the second challenge. And the Can second I... challenge is a complete foul, so but they don't understand the game. They don't understand the game. So VAR, VAR goes against common sense. Yeah, it goes against, and it goes against <laughs> understand you need people that have played the game you know, mm. to a proper level to, to understand what like, I want to why that's just jump in as well is, for me, right, I swear it's in the cup competitions. I swear I've seen it and... Jack, you, 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 you live in the US, you, you've got it in a lot more things out there than we have, but where's the plasma screen on the side of the pitch so he can have a look himself? 
Well, England don't Where's, do that, do they? That was the one thing they I know, said. I know, they've got, I know they've got them in the Cups, though. I swear in the Carabao Cup, they've... Because they've, I remember someone smacking the ball. I remember someone smacking the ball and it hit the telly and everyone was like, oh, here we go. He's broken it there. <laughs> no. I, I, I don't know if that was in the Arsenal game as well, but I'm like, why, why haven't they got the screen at the sidelines? I know it will slow the game down and everything else, but they're like, oh, it goes to VAR if it's, if it's not clear or obvious. I'm like, you can't get more clear and bloody obvious than that. And I mean, what, eight sets of eyes don't deem that a penalty? Come on. Hmm. I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? And I mean, we loved the AR midweek because it saved us a point at United, really. But it's just the consistency's not there with it. It's, it's really not there with it at all. And I mean, when they do these monthly reviews where they let you know the decisions they've got wrong, and I'm glad they do this. I'm glad they actually do call it out in the Premier League release the decisions that they got wrong. And I mean, when it doesn't go your way and you might lose the game, you're probably pissed off when that list gets released. But if this Pepe one's not in that list, I'll be furious. Because mm. that is one of the most obvious penalties you'll see all season. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. And he, again, he did well. He was positive. He did a man. Got a little lucky with his feet. Sometimes I've, I feel he's just not quite confident enough on the ball because he's had a little bit of a tough time starting um i think i don't worry about pepe's ability at all i worry about his character more like you said yeah. he looked dejected he looked down sometimes he looked like he can hide away a little bit in games mm. Mm. and i worry about his character more you know when when people you know, there's going to be a lot like this this season though because he's got that initial you know in step one or two quick touches i think a lot of people are going to clip him this season and where there is the var I don't know. I think he is going to get booked for diving a few times because I think they're not going to let it. I don't think they're going to let it slide and everything else like that. I mean, if it, if we were in the pre-VAR era, then we would have a lot of penalties. I think. I think it'd be a lot like last season with, uh, uh, you know, Zaha at Palace, where he sort of had that quick initial one-two touches and then he'd get dropped down. That Mila Hojevic would bail him out, score a penalty here and there. I think I think Pepe's a similar sort of player within that first two or three touches of when he's got that ball like that initial burst. Yeah. He, that's where he's. That's where he comes alive. That's where he's the most frightening. Yeah, I thought he had a really positive 45 minutes, mm. Pepe. Do you know yeah. what? Even, I'm, I'm watching the second half. Even in the first minute of the second half, he does two or three, and then he just tries to do them again. And he try, he's just trying a little bit hard to do a little bit too much, probably because of the way we're playing, probably because there's so much distance, like we said, between the midfield and the, and the strikers, and it's kind of a, you've got to do it all yourselves, boys. Um and I don't think the way we're playing is necessarily helping him. Like you said, I think it'd be fantastic if we could have a Willock in there and, and fullbacks that bombed on and got back and we didn't have to cover their position so much and that kind of thing. But um, let's touch on one other positive. Um, James, what did you think? I thought Kalashalak, like, I don't think he's a great left back at all, <laughs> but you know, it was such a sort of tepid game. The ones that really, moments that really got me up off my feet were sometimes moments of Kalashnik. A driving run, winning the ball back, you know, and then driving beyond it, winning three kicks in the first half. I thought his final ball is shocking um, and it didn't change too much yesterday. But I thought, you know, I thought he did all right, James. I thought he did all yeah, right for Kalashnik. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you've come to me because I'm the one who's been calling him out for the last couple of weeks. So I'm glad <laughs> you've come to me to... Uh, to say this, no, I, I think he was much, much better. Uh, I think there were two instances where I would go, oh my goodness, and that was in the second half uh, when he stood off, I believe it was Stacey, 
and then Leno had to parry it over the bar. I'm like, get get get, yeah. get your tackle in there. That just you know that negates that threat. And then the next one was um, when we were on second half, when we were sort of in the ascendancy, when we were on the counter attack. He just played a stupid little five yard suicide ball, and it led Bournemouth to come up the pitch. But other than that, I thought he was okay. Okay, the final ball was lacking, and I'm telling you now, the reason why he's picked up and playing like that is there's someone breathing down his neck. He knows, yeah. he knows probably after I've gone away with Bosnia for two weeks, I ain't going to get picked here for a very, very long time. Yeah. Yeah, and Tierney, out of all the players coming back, I mean, he really does look ready yeah. to take on that position. I mean, he looks like a first-team left-back. I believe um, Scotland aren't taking him as well, so he's got he's got a nice yeah, little... Yeah, we I'm asked that. him not to, didn't we, yeah. apparently? Yeah. Which is nice that we do that. I mean, better, better that than us make our players like United and uh, Spurs do just feign injury. Uh, mm. around the day before or after the game. You wait till they'll be coming out tomorrow. Um, left, right and centre, won't they feign an injury? Um, so at least we're honest with the uh, manager. I'm sure they appreciate that. I don't know who their manager is. Steve Clark, I think it is. But, um, yes, it is, yeah. Uh, there you go. Um, but um, Neil, uh, uh, we went into the second half and I agree with you on Clash. Like, um, another player I want to touch on is um, Danny Ceballos, Neil. I, I mean, he didn't... But I thought, he, again, he's very positive on the ball. He's a really technically gifted player. Um, you know, I thought he was one of our brighter sparks in the game, to be honest. Got took off at 70th, maybe a little bit harshly, but I think we did need the legs of, of um, I don't know if it was Willock or Torreira that came on for him, but we did need that change at that time. But um, Danny Spice, uh, thoughts, I mean, after the Berlin game, a lot of people have argued, you know, he, you know, he, he hasn't quite shown up in a few games, been left on the bench for a few, was good in midweek, came on and, uh, and and scored his first goal for Arsenal. Seems to have really taken the um, the club to his heart as well. I like his social media posts. He's always really positive, believing in the club. Um, what's your thoughts on him today, Neil? I, I think he loves playing for Arsenal. I just think that um, he's he's had a few 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 games where he's set the world alight and he's had a few which are the, the opposite but I don't know whether that's down to him completely that might be down to the players around him that might be down to his positioning but let's not let's not um, doubt for a second his ability as you said is his technically skill is absolutely there uh, for all to see he can do some wonderful things he can do some nice nutbags he can just throw bamboozle the opposition at times and leave them just standing there thinking shit what's just happened um, he's got something creative which we've lacked I believe for a very very long time um, and he, he, I think for me he can be that link uh, when we are hopefully at full pelters uh, in the senior team with our strongest players in their best positions um, I think he can add something very special um, uh, if he's picked, um, especially uh, you know, if, we, if if you're saying that we're going to rely heavily on Lacazette to bridge that midfield and uh, front line, I think he can be that creative spark that can do that. Um, like because you're saying that his counterparts um, tend to play a little bit more side to side. I think uh, we, we set aside Willick for a moment because Willick, I don't think, is going to get to play in every single game. So when Danny Sabias is playing, I, I think he will add that flair. Uh, and inject that uh, impetus uh, into the game that we need to to create things and and do it very very nicely. You know, it's pleasing to the eye. It's not just. Um, he, I remember the very first few games that he, he started playing, and we thought, "Wow, look at him! We've, we've got to sign him on a permanent deal." 
Um, it's just the way he he, he kind of um, uh, can can pivot. He can he can go if if there's a trouble. He can see the spot that there's danger. He can almost like go backwards and then and then come back again. He can almost like refresh the attack uh, and recycle it in, in in an instant, just on his own, um, and, and 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 put some life back into an, an attack which could have faded out uh, if any other player was on the ball. Uh, and he's not. He's he's looking to always try and drive forward and looking to create things. And and I just think he's vital. And 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 like you said, with maybe players like Miles and um, Pepe, where you're a little bit concerned about their attitudes and and, and their mental state. I don't see that with Sabias because there's times where I thought he should have played and he and he was benched. Um, you know, he's, every time he comes on, he doesn't seem to give that impression that oh, look, look, that we, no, I'm I'm out of favour a little bit here, and why am I why am I not starting every game and playing for ninety minutes? You know, he's giving something very positive every time he comes on, um, and and I, th- I think that's that's um, a real positive for us. So I I, I do hope that he becomes um, uh, a regular for us. And he he goes on to bigger and better things for Arsenal because I really like him. Yeah, yeah, I do, I do as well. I think he's going to grow into the game. I mean, he's spreading some beautiful balls today as well. You know, left to right. He's, he's a, I still think he's probably the most technically gifted player we've got. We can't underestimate James. The um, I mean, we'll talk about there the fifty. I mean, in the fiftieth minute, I saw. I mean, that was the, probably the heart in the mouth moment, wasn't it? The fiftieth minute when I don't know the boy's name. Sorry. Um, he, he ran for a whole. Midfield defence went round the goalkeeper. I was Wilson. convinced it was Wilson. Wilson. Sorry, yeah, Wilson, yeah. and um, crossed it, and somehow it didn't go in. But they just they came out more positive in the second half. But the concern was that we couldn't really counter that, you know. And we uh, and we sat deeper and deeper, and we, and we really didn't create much at all till late on in the second half that I can recall of note. Um, like we said, the Aubameyang hitting the post, mm. but that was offside and little things like that. It, it, it was hard to watch, wasn't it? It was really, really tough to watch. I wasn't comfortable at all, were you? No, no. I mean, it's like it's like we've kept saying for weeks. Um, other teams will look at it and go, we can overrun these lot. I mean, prime example, look at the Jack Grealish goal, not Jack Grealish, sorry, the Wesley goal um, against Villa. Jack Grealish has the whole, you know, he's got the M25 to run in really if he wants it. You know, the, the space is there. Uh, these lot are so easy to run through. It's unbelievable. And that, again, comes down to the system and the setup for me. And, I mean, uh, I, you know, I don't want to keep whinging and moaning, like I said. Um, but we we neglected them to these long shots and a few bare, you know, a few sort of clear-cut chances that they didn't take advantage of. But, I mean, once we play the better sides and the glaring weaknesses are there, we come up against a team that can actually finish or a striker that can actually finish and we'd, pro- we'd probably lose this 2-3-1. Unless, yeah, we, unless, unless we create more. And, so and, I, and I, think, I think Louise was at fault as well a couple of times on their attacks that he wasn't closing down players. There was two glaring moments. I know he scored the goal for us and mm. I don't want to put a downer on him, but it he, he was a couple of... Uh, moments uh, and two of their attacks where he didn't close the player down and you know as a central defender as senior as he is he should be doing that yeah that's, that's where the spaces I, are coming from I, spaces. Think, I think we just got the wrong combination at the base of midfield 
And we've also got the wrong combination in centre-back because what we've got is two front-footed centre-backs yeah. that don't have confidence in their base material. So every time I see David Luiz, especially in this game, make a mistake, it's because he doesn't believe the defensive midfield is really going to get the ball. So he steps and he steps and he rarely gets the ball when he steps at that point and they turn him. I think for Wilson's one, it was Luis ahead of Guendouzi that was stepping. He was stepping, he ran through him and then there was huge gaps everywhere because people aren't in their positions, etc. So I, 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 like you, I, I'm not saying I'm not, I can't put it on one person. It's the system and it's the setup, but it is a little bit of the mm. combination of players that he's playing in each of these areas. Do you know I what think. though? When, when he scored his goal, and the way that everybody celebrated and bundled on top of him. They love him, don't they? Well, I was going to say, there must be something about him where instantaneously that dressing room has, has fallen in love with this man. Yeah. And I, and I don't know if it's because, you know, he is a bit of a laugh, really. I mean, I, when you see him on certain things when he does interviews, I mean, a couple of years ago, um, when the Premier League kicked off Sky, did this whole three-hour special all about the Premier League and it was near um, London Bridge and everything and they had a few players from certain teams there doing interviews and everything else and they had like a free kick masterclass with David Luiz. This is when he was at Chelsea, obviously, and he had Carragher and he had Neville and all these others and he was showing them how to take free kicks, you know, and oh, I hit the ball here and everything. But he was doing it with um, kids that were from Brighton's under 16s, and he was showing the strike, you know, the striker how he takes the free kicks against the under 16 goalkeeper and everything else like that. And they were all the kids were absolutely enamoured with him. And I don't know if that's just for his character, or you know, it's he's Brazilian and he's a flashy type of guy, flashy type of player, and obviously everything that he's won throughout his career and everything else. But there, there is something there with him where I'm like. All this lot proper, and you know, we we keep talking about it. Leaders, we lack lead, but there's something with him that all of them are just instantaneously like, yeah, I like this guy, I like this guy a lot, well, and I hope I hope he stays in, and we do put Chambers or hold him with him because I think they develop a good partnership. I think if you if you've got someone there next to him that is a lot more or less you know rash than you know Socrates again yesterday, sliding all about the place. Mm. Slide, sliding around and everything else. Yeah, it's just like what, what, why? He's there's lost no, a little bit no, of pace as well. Yeah, I'm like, there's you no know threat. I mean? You just, you just, you just, yeah, thrashing yourself around for the sake of thrashing yourself yeah. around. It's, I look at it, and I go, what is going on through your head? He just wants to get involved when he doesn't need to be. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. just like. Put the put the someone who's a bit more calm, a bit more comfortable on the ball. Like I said, if Chambers gets dropped after this international break, I will be absolutely well. Needed. You know, I think he's going to continue it right back. I don't think Bellerin is near yeah, being maybe. first team ready I yet. I wouldn't mind that either. I yeah, wouldn't mind that I either because mind it. I mean, it's like it's like you said and you summed it up so brilliantly the other week in the podcast. This boy knows his flaws. He knows what he can do and what he can't do. And he adapts his game around that, and he's just he's just comfortable. Do you know what I mean? You know, like Monreal used to be, where you'd sit there and go, "Okay, not Nacho Monreal. He's not a world class player, but we're going to get seven out of ten out of him. Yeah, we can rely that's on it. him. That's it. Yeah. yeah, that's it with Chambers at the moment. Solid seven out of ten every game, and he's yeah. getting assists and he's scoring goals. Yeah, and he's making off the line clearances. 
He just <laughs> wants know? to play. It's just such a breath yeah. of fresh air to see a player that doesn't care where they play. No. They just want to play for us. You know, we've had, we've had other right I mean? backs moaning that they don't like where they're playing and everything. Yeah. It's like you, you, you're in a privileged position here, lad. You should be glad where you're playing. Look at, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Look how hard it is for youngsters to get game time. Mm-hmm. He, he basically had a shoe in for a first team right back position. Yeah. All right. It's not his favourite position, etc., etc. But, but man, you had a shoe in for nine months while Bellerin was out where nobody, we could have not been questioning you know, Bellerin coming back, and mm. you and, and you didn't grab it at all, did you? You didn't no. grab it at all, and we're still, there's more question marks after nine months than there were before it. A question and, uh, I will throw in there as well for both of you, because obviously, you know, you guys you guys watch as well as I watch. Um, with Bellerin coming back in the style that we want to play, have you two got concerns considering it was a cruciate? Oh, do you know what? I have massive concerns for Bellerin and. Everyone's it's say a it's lot of running. It's a lot of running that they're going to be asking him to do. I said him I was Tierney. concerned about Bellerin before he got his ACL tear because mm. I saw, I personally saw physical. Not he was playing quite well, but physically, I can't believe no one is seeing the physical drop off from Hector Bellerin in terms of like his physicality. He got so much slimmer, so much slimmer, and it wasn't like Jamie Vardy slim where he was like still powerful. He got slimmer. I felt he lost a little bit. I also felt, you know, just like muscular. What he just lost a lot of muscle. I'm not saying it's because he went vegan or anything like that. You can be muscular, but he just, he, to me, he still looks really, he looks really, really lightweight. Like, and I think maybe more football is going to help him sort of build that. But I think we can't put too much pressure on Hector Bellerin. I don't think we should be expecting too much of him before the turn of the year, to be honest. Um, his injury was later than Rob Holdings. Um, you know, he didn't have any setbacks as such in his rehab, but he's certainly behind Holding in terms of his, his recovery. It was his first sort of full night. I mean, so I thought he did okay in midweek. Um, I, I thought he played it quite safe, to be honest, which is yeah. fine. I mean, I understand that. But like you said, you know, it's, it's, it, your body really has to take, you know, that confidence back in the knee and all that kind of stuff. And it's a massive injury to come back from, yeah, let alone to come back to the level that you were at. I have, I, he's such a good right back, you know, but I just every time I watch it, I, feel, I, I reckon he's lost 20-odd pounds in the last couple of years, take the better in. And that's mm. a lot for someone that doesn't carry a lot of weight. I mean, he doesn't carry a lot of weight. But do you remember there was a point where you used to see it on Arsenal.com where he was doing so much strength training in the gym. He was doing boxing with, with um, I think it was with Anthony Joshua and all this kind of stuff. And I'm not saying he's not doing all of that still, but he has physically lost a lot of muscle. And, uh, you know, I'm looking at someone like Kalashnik that I think is overly sized. So there's actually <laughs> a balance. Do you know what I mean? But I don't know why I feel like Hector Bellerin falls into kind of the Theo Walcott mould where it was nice to see when he developed a little bit more physicality. You know what I mean? Because they were such slight players anyway. So I, I, I have a little bit, I don't know if that answers your question, but I have a little bit of concern. I really would, I think Chambers is going to be really required there at right back for, certainly for the short term. And, and I thought he was one of our best players today, Callum Chambers, like you said. I thought um, he was fantastic. Like you said, he made the gold line clearance. He, he created well, didn't he, going forward? He had a volley that went, yeah. just went a bit wide. He he created the uh, Aubameyang chance late on. Um, like you said, he knows his floor. He's just got great character. He, he's every, if you put the mentality of him into Ainsley Maitland-Niles, you'd have a proper player. But you, yeah. <laughs> you, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, but you don't have it. I just, I'm really annoyed by that because I think his character is... Um, now, now, as he making the arms, he's going to be a bit part player in a position that he wants to be in. 
he might not even start cup games. You know, that's how far he's fallen back, I think. And um, and that's all on him. He basically asked for it, didn't he? He, he must have known that if he was going to be put back in a position that he requested, that he's 18 months behind everyone else because he's not played there for that long. Mm. And so he must have known that. So I, I was like, you, you've asked to be dropped, basically. Like, you know, Emery's doing exactly the right thing. He's like, well, I, I don't see how... I mean, was, he probably was on the bench today, but um, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an odd one, but... That, um, that just to say, that mentioned that challenge, Callum Chambers' volley. If you look, notice, if you watch that back, he started where he's where he was positioned at the start of that build-up. He was right in the half, half, half back the back near Leno, and his awareness to see that something is going to come off that, and then his drive driven all the way down the pitch, and then to end up volleying volleying that ball, that chance, which wasn't a bad effort um, for 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 a right back. You know that just shows his character and his awareness and his mentality to know that you know if I get on the end of that, something could happen. I just really like him. I think he's a brilliant player. Yeah, well, I, I don't think... I mean, I think all of the clean sheets or close to that we've kept this season have been Callum Chambers in the team. Yeah. I mean, what was this? Yeah. Our second clean sheet in the Premier League? Well, and Newcastle. Games. And yeah. Newcastle. Yeah. And all the yeah. ones in the cup games he started. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, you, you you can't argue with that. And I, I, I take back a lot of what I said about Callum Chambers... Um, you know, pre-Newcastle game. I wasn't confident in him at all. I didn't think he had much chance of returning. And ever since Newcastle, I feel he's been fantastic, to be honest. He's been a one um, real, for me, a real surprise um, this season. And I, I completely take back a lot, a lot of what I said about him. And um, I hope it continues. I really do. I think we're going to need him. I, I really do. I, I don't think Bellerin's uh, ready to go as such yet. And rightly so. I mean, you look at someone like Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. I mean, he's hardly played. And his injury was what two years ago? Yeah, he's he's hardly played because he's basically Liverpool's mascot. But that's another <laughs> that's another thing. But yeah, but um, getting off the game. I mean, in the second half, I mean, there's not a load of points I want to touch on. They came. I felt the closest they came was that 50th minute. They had a couple of chances. We did keep them to to stuff from distance generally. Um, do you boys remember any big talking points in the second half that I'm forgetting? Uh, Gwen Doozy's clearance at the end. Remind, saved what, us. Right. Right yeah, at the end, yeah, I think, yeah. did he save us? Yeah, oh, it got... yeah, yeah. Was it um, the, the ball across goal? Yeah. And he, he kind of cleared it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that could have gone really in, well. so, so that was good for him to do that. Um, but no, it was quite a droll, droll second half, wasn't it? Really? <laughs> what, what, one thing I will oh, mention... Oh, Martinelli. That... Martinelli had a yeah. pop, didn't he? He had a pop. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, just wide, just wide. And I'm glad, like... and just speaking of him, I'm so glad he got a chance in the senior mm. team. I've, he deserved that, as 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 we all we all know. What he's done in in his reserve games uh, or European ties, he's just been absolutely fantastic. Yeah, he came on. Uh, let's talk a little bit about him, Neil. He came on left wing today, which Emery's saying, and I believe the players saying is is his best position. But I tell you what, he, he strikes me like a like a like a centre forward way in, in the making, yeah. doesn't he, Neil? I he's, mean, is 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 you know him, him and Lacazette? I think they're very close in terms of how they play, um, and and driving through the middle is probably for me. His favoured favoured position. The very first time I saw him in the pre-season friendlies, I saw him driving through the middle in one of the games. I can't recall which one it was, and I thought, "Oh my god, this guy looks brilliant!" Yeah, Florentino, Florentino. Oh yeah. my god, I thought he looks absolutely. Was that when he got it on the halfway line? Yeah, yeah. Yes. He, he just thing. went yeah. through. Yeah. He just went yeah. through. Yeah. Walcott, actually, uh, like, uh, when yeah. he was a young age, but he's technically th- so gifted. Yeah, and I thought, "Oh my god!" And and we and it was he's shown it, hasn't he? My goodness. Those two quick fire goals. What a player! 
And yeah. that was, you know, that was that was linking up with Tierney, and that's the kind of thing, you know, we I want to see a little bit more of in the senior games. I want to see Tierney, and if they if they've got an understanding with each other, we we could be devastating down that um, yeah, left hand side of the park. We really could be, you know, with Tierney and linking up with him. It'd be absolutely fantastic to watch. Yeah, um, I, I know that he's he's going to have a fight with Lacazette if it's if he's going to be best suited in that central position. I, I get that, of course. Lacazette is. Uh, a wonderful player that we've got, and you know we we eagerly wait his return. But um, I just love Martinelli, guys. Oh, yeah. he's just he's just superb, and I'm so glad he got a few minutes yesterday. I was hoping that he would, and he did. He at least you're right about that, Jack. You know, Emery's at least if if there's some positive things that he is doing with player selection, he is giving these younger players, which are you know making a good account of themselves, is giving them a chance. He's done it with Saka. Um, he's done it with Willock and he's, he did it a little bit with Martin Elias there as well. So, you know, great to see him. I love him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in both his goals, um, I know you've got to take the opposition into account, but that, I mean, that header, I, I'm not sure how many players we have that, that, that make that run, James. Do you know what I mean? That make that run, yeah. take that chance early. I mean, yeah. obviously he has confidence in Tierney. They obviously practicing that kind of stuff in training because mm. they were both mm. absolutely ecstatic but and then and then there's such variety in his goals the second goal is a bit just fantastic technique isn't it and he whips it into the bottom corner it's weird isn't it James because he's kind of come out of nowhere in the sense that you know all these youngsters have come through and a lot of them have paths where they've gone away like you know Smith Rowe and Nelson and come back into the fray or Willock that yeah. just come through the academy and here's this guy come from the Brazilian fourth division paid six million odd for him I don't think any of us had much expectancy for him to play much this season no. um, but soon, like like Neil said as soon as you saw him in pre-season you were like hold on a minute and then we let Eddie and Ketia go mm-hmm. and, 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 and we were all like mm, I don't know about that here is Eddie and Ketia as far as I'm aware um, as much as I love him he's still not he's still struggling to get in the first team at, at Leeds because of um Bamford basically being ahead of him. I know it's early days, and yeah. he's, he has scored, but is Martinelli, and, he, and he's just he's come out of absolutely nowhere, and suddenly he's we're, we're thinking, you know, he's got a chance to play for the first team here, and it's yeah. amazing. And again, credit to him, he did it from the first game, Newcastle. I think he came on for fifteen minutes. He obviously yeah. saw something in him, you know, in training. Um, so fully full credit to him. But he, I mean, I don't want to over do it too much but he, he looks like a big proper player yeah I mean just to touch on him um, I, I read some th- interview with him the other week and he was saying about how he idolises uh, Cristiano Ronaldo and everything else and I'm not making the comparison so I don't like to do that you know? but if he, I will just make a slight you know thing here from what I saw um, that header regardless if it's Europa League and, oh, you know, oh, it's Belgian farmers or it's Belgian this, it's Belgian that. Uh, that header is sensational. If you mm. look at that leap, if that was Cristiano Ronaldo or something else, they'd be saying you'd get all the different angles in the world that they could show you that and go, look at that leap there, look how great that is. I'm like, that's a sensational header. A sensational header. Uh, it was really... 
really, really classy. And then the second goal, the touch and bang and everything out, you're just like, whoa, whoa, okay. Like, look at this kid here. And then, and then he gets an assist in the second half as well. And I mean, yesterday, he come on, he was a bit feisty, weren't he? You know, he was clipping, yeah. at, people, he was clipping at people's heels. I think, he, did he get booked? Yeah, straight away. Yeah. Yeah, I think he well, did get... Well, not straight away, but a couple yeah, of minutes. Yeah, yeah, you know, he got the booking and everything else. But I quite like that. Do you know what I mean? I don't like, yeah. you know, I don't like that he gets booked, but I like that he's, you know, he's like, okay, you, you've had you've had 60-something-odd minutes here where, you know, you're thinking, oh, I'm blowing out my arse now and everything. He's a good type of player to bring on because he's in your face. Do you know what I mean? We yeah. like that. that and I, I'll say that about South American players. They are, they're right there. You know, they're right in your level. They're annoying. They're a pain, and I like I like it. And I think the more and more he plays, the more and more we're, you know, the more and more we're going to talk about him. Don't run him into the ground and everything else. And you know, we spoke about Aubameyang. Uh, one thing I will say about that Europa League game is why the hell did he come on? Four nil up, twenty minutes to go. Anything could have happened with him there. And then that's that's you know that's pretty much big time season could be finished. It's but if you look at it now. You've got a guy there where you can go, do you know what, we can leave a Bamiyang out today. Especially in that competition at the moment in the group stages. He can easily run rings around who we've got in that group. Easily. Playing oh. centre forward. Jack? Sorry, sorry, I'm still here. I'm still here. Yeah. I was on mute. I was on mute. Um, um, sorry, I thought I was like, well, why are they hearing me? Um, but I'm just watching him come on actually at the moment. He was very positive when he came on. He made the foul very soon, like you said. Um, mm. But he had a lovely little trip over a Bamiyang that didn't quite yeah. make it to him. And then I'm watching him on a corner and he's really, you know, he's, he's asking for that near post ball again. He doesn't get it, but he's asking for that near post ball. And this isn't the only header he's had. I mean, against not, not Forest, he had a a yeah. fantastic header as well. I couldn't believe it connected with him. I was like, how did that, did that surely get a defender, right? But, um, yeah, I mean, it's a really sort of unknown prospect, but from the short space that we've seen him in, I think he can, he can, he can offer something this season to the first team squad. And here we are. I mean, our concern, we had a few concerns with positions, but left wing was a gaping hole, wasn't it? After the summer transfer window, we got rid of a and, um, you know, Mkhitaryan and, and um, Pepe was obviously going to fill that right side. Um, and probably Aubameyang is going to fill the left when Lacazette comes back. But, you know, now you've got Saka, Martinelli, that, that really might be able to, to push for that left-hand side if there's rotation and if there's an injury. Um, so I think it's really interesting. But in the end, boys, we, we, um, we got there. I was absolutely ecstatic. I promised myself, no matter how we play, I, I, like I've come to terms with the fact that a lot of things aren't going to be pretty um, this season. I, I was like, I will absolutely be ecstatic if we win for two weeks until you know the international breaks over. I won't, I won't worry myself about not having a game next week. Um, so I, w- I was really, when the final whistle went, I was really ecstatic. I'm not going to lie, because of the results that have gone our way. Because I know it's a long season, I, 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 I'm trying to be positive. I think things can change in terms of our football. And we've got a lot of personnel to come back. Before we um, wrap up, if there's anything else you boys want to touch on, please do it before we get um, predictions. We've got over two weeks. We're Monday night, um, which is horrible, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, Monday night. I'm, I'm worried. I think Sheffield United um, drew with Watford, I think, this weekend. But overall, they've had a pretty good start to their Premier League campaign. Um, they look solid at home. They probably should have taken a point off of Liverpool at the very least. Um, 
So I think it's going to be a really, really tough game. Um, just want to get your predictions and what you think might happen in terms of it's really hard to predict because of the international break, but what rotational, what who's going to come back in is what I want to know. So, Neil, what do you think? Uh, score and um, first, first score and uh, what are your thoughts on maybe who you're excited to see come back in? Um, hopefully, Lacazette. I don't know how far Lacazette is. Um, but I want to say he's back in training. Okay, I want so to say he, he's back in training. He may be on the bench, possibly for that game. Yeah, maybe. that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So that that's obviously exciting. Um, I want to see Tierney. I want. To, I'm, I'm going to keep on going on about the same players. So I'm going to sound uh, a bit like a scratch record, but I want to see Tierney. I want to see. Um, uh, Bellerin maybe not sure. Holding holding to me from what I've seen really does look ready. He looks like um, a player that could could feature, start featuring, um, and I, I, that for me would be so welcome because I just don't think Socrates is doing it for me as you guys have alluded to. Um, I just I, he, he worries me no end. So there's a few players that I want to see and um, uh, looking forward to to seeing after the international break. But Sheffield United, uh, you're quite right, Jack. Massively. Difficult prospect. Um, they look like a really good, strong unit, and they're not going to take any prisoners, especially against uh, a, te- uh, a team like us. Um, they're going to go for it, and I think it's going to be physical. And we've got to be, I think, at our very best uh, uh, to, to get anything out of that game. But me being me, uh, I'll, I'll go for a two-one. I'll, I'll go for a, for, a, for a close two-one win, um, and. Uh, I will say, I'd love to say Pepe because I really want to see him score more goals, but I'll go with the Bamiyang. So Bamiyang 2-1. Okay, mate. Positive. I like it. Um, what about you, James? Yeah. Um, it's difficult to really predict because I can't stand international football anyway, unless it's the World Cup or the Euros. Um, I, I can't stand all the qualifiers and all the other gush that goes along Wait, with that's... it. Um so it's hard to know uh, who's going to, you know, who's coming back and what have you. Uh, I mean, at the moment, I don't even know who's been picked. Um, it does. It doesn't seem like we've got a lot that I know we've got a lot that are in the under twenty ones, but it's looking at who's going to be in the in the full sides. It's quite difficult. Um, but no, hopefully, fingers crossed. You now everyone comes back and everyone's fit and healthy, and we're we're roaring to go for that Monday night game. Uh, but no, I think it's going to be a, it's going to be difficult. Like Neil said, you know, I, I mentioned it in the uh, previous podcast. They're a team that are very, very, you know, they run. They've got a lot of that. They've got a lot of energy. They do a lot of this overlapping. They overcommit. And I think if we can, can contain and play on the counter, uh, it should really go quite straightforward and quite easy. Um, I'm going to also say two one. And I'm gonna go for. I was, I was gonna say a Bamiyang, but to be different from Neil, I'm gonna go for Saka. Ooh, Saka first Premier League goal, yeah. be, wouldn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's having a lot of faith in him. Fair play. I thought it was a little quieter today, um, mm. but um, like we said, you know, the, the, the whole team didn't perform too well. I want to see Willock start in this game. I think he's really vital for away games to drive us forward in transition. We already know we're not a possession team under Emery. We already know we're not going to hold the ball too much away from home. He wants to counter. You saw us at Old Trafford, right? We see how terrible this Manchester United team is. And you saw us, you know, really 
allow them to cause us problems, you know. So I want to see Willock driving us forward. Um, I'll go one nil. Um, and Tierney to come back in, like Neil said. I think he, I think he'll be out of everyone coming back, the one that might have a really good chance of starting. So I'll go one nil to Arsenal, and I'm going to say Pepe on the counter. I've got one nil Pepe on the counter. So we've got two weeks. Um, boys, that was a great chat. We are back next week. I'm going to get um, Mark, Michael, on, on and Adam on all season, really, um, to get them on for just a, a season review podcast so far, see what their thoughts are on um, the team and the manager and where they think we're going. Boys, thanks for waking up early. This podcast will be out. Thanks for everyone that tunes in and give us a review as well on iTunes. Seeing a few coming yeah, on can there. I, can, I, can I just say before we leave, um, obviously the podcast I used to be on, uh, it, it liquidated this week. And Do you your got, ramble. Yeah, yeah you, you two have given me a brilliant opportunity here this season to come on here and chat with you, which I'm very, very grateful for. But can I also just say... Since I've come on here, you, um, I've had a few new followers that are obviously fans of what you guys do, as, a, as am I. And um, the interactions that you guys get, I know that you, uh, you retweet it on your own personal accounts and it goes up on the podcast account as well. But it's so humbling to see the nice words that all of us get after we do this. And it, it really is lovely to come back into podcasts and then get such lovely feedback from the people. So. Thank you, everybody that obviously makes nice comments and everything else. And just as well, um, all of us, you know, as Arsenal fans, we've probably got people around us that are Spurs fans. So just try and brighten up their week if you can, all right? Love all that, love all that. (laughs) Yeah, amazing what's happening there, isn't it, just before we go. I mean, long may it continue, of course. But they got real problems. I wasn't believing in it too much a couple of weeks ago when people were telling me that. I was like, I'll probably just get over it. And they may well do, but they've got real, real problems within that squad, haven't they? I mean, not there's a lot legs of behind these rumours, mate. I'm telling you, there's legs behind these rumours. Yeah, you think with the manager, etc., and the players, um, the old uh, Vatonian stuff. Mm. Yeah. Well, long may it continue because absolutely serves for our benefit. Uh- can I just echo what James just said? I think it's absolutely fantastic, the, uh, the feedback that we get. Um, we always try and thank everyone personally. I've said it before. I'll say it again because it, it never gets tired, uh, old and, and tiring to keep saying it. But we really appreciate all the feedback we get from every single one of you that like the tweets when we put them out, retweet them, give us feedback. No matter what kind of interaction it is, it's always appreciated and it wouldn't be the same without that. It really is incredible uh, that you guys take your time out to listen to us um, chat about um, the, the club that we love. Um, James, you've been a revelation coming on. I Thank really, you. really um, love what you say, your knowledge, the way you uh, come across um, and how you get your points across. It's, it's absolutely fantastic and it's um it's 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 you know it's complemented what we do so well. So um, uh, thank you to you as well. Uh, but the listeners out there, just just we're in your debt. We're we're so humbled and stoked by what you do for us. So just wanted to end on that. Yeah, we appreciate it, and we're no ads. We don't do ads or anything like. That. I know some great Arsenal podcasts out there as uh, as well, but we're, we're we're trying to avoid that for as long as we possibly can. So we don't do any ads, and we don't do any kind of crazy. Uh, promotions or stoppages we just get on here and chat and uh, just talk Arsenal for as long as we can till we get a bit bored so we appreciate everyone listening and, and yeah all the feedback's great I do try 
I, I do go on the account and try to respond to everyone that, that, that retweets it and likes it and um, and sends in those comments. So if I'm not doing that, call me, hunt me down for it. But I'm relatively good at, at trying to keep an eye on that and, and do that because uh, it means a lot to us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, boys, it's been great. We're third in the league. Um, all to play for, a long season. But I tell you what, I'd snap both hands off. Um, if I got told this is where it ended up, do you know what I mean? So long may it continue. I think we're going to um, end up second, Jack. Oh, stop it. What do you think? <laughs> City are going to capitulate. Yeah. You think we're going to I think Pep's second. off, mate. I think Pep's off. I think he's gone by the end of the season. And I think after January, it comes out probably that he's going to be going, I reckon. And once that happens, you might be right, mate. You might be right because mm. they have some real problems. I mean, you can't replace Laporte and Sane. They've spent a ton of money, so they've got no excuses. But it's the equivalent of Liverpool losing, what, Van Dijk and Salah, isn't it, really? Mm. Or maybe, you know, Mane. Maybe so. But, you know, I know Sane didn't always start from, but he's an unbelievable player. And Laporte was by far their best centre-back, wasn't he? So, um but yes, yeah. If it if it brings them back to us, mate, I'd I'd, I'd take third. I'd, I'd take fourth. I know you're saying second. I would take fourth on goal difference, which isn't going to happen for us because we're almost in the <laughs> negatives. But I would, I would honestly, if I if if I knew now that we get fourth, I'd accept any football when we played, even if we just decided to get Kalashnak to just hoof the ball in the air fifty times during the game just to save time. I I I I, I wouldn't care. Just get me back in the top four get us back in the top four and then we can you know reevaluate and rediscuss that that manager talk because like you know the problem i've got with the manager talk is if if we are discussing it this season then we're starting to lose games and it's becoming a problem and we're starting to drop out of the top four because that's when it becomes a real discussion isn't it um and i don't think any of us want that to happen so my, my feeling is i hope we're not having to discuss that and maybe at the end of the season, we can and and the club can make a true evaluation and decide um, where to go with it. But for now, back him, support him, just 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 keep running out the results by hook or by crook, and um, I'll take it, Neil. Second, third, fourth, just keep me keep us in there, get us back in a big time. I don't want to be playing these joke Europa League games. Um, uh, you know, for another season, but great way to end it. Cheers, boys. Um, uh, we'll be back on soon. Uh, thanks again. Up the Arsenal. Thanks, guys. Up the Arsenal. Take care, boys.